This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. This is The Bullpen. I am Adam the Bull. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. The trade deadline in Major League Baseball has passed, and man, was there a lot of action. Some teams were winners. Some teams were losers. It's always funny when you get into that because really you don't know, at least in some of the trades, until the guys actually play. And in some cases, that could be a while because you've traded for minor leaguers that we may think you're a loser now, and then you turn out to be a winner. That's all coming up on today's edition of the bullpen with Adam the Bull brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. So exciting last 24 hours before the deadline. A lot happened. A lot didn't happen. Let's start right here in my home base in Cleveland, Ohio. Before we actually get to what the Guardians did trade-wise, in, in case you missed it on Tuesday, uh, the, there was a no-hitter in Major League Baseball. Framber Valdez, Houston Astros, excellent starting pitcher. No hits a Guardians team that was, at the start of the day, a game out of first place and waved the white flag. They traded Aaron Savali. They traded Josh Bell. Now, Josh Bell has hardly a white flag deal. He's been terrible. Uh, it was actually a very smart trade, and we'll get to that in a second. But the team was annoyed that they had traded those guys at Ahmed Rosario. Apparently, some of the players were frustrated with the situation because even though they're not very good, even though they're under 500, they were in the mix because the AL Central stinks. Uh, and they showed it on the field last night. 93-pitch no-hitter by Framber Valdez. Oscar Gonzalez, the only base runner for the Guardians. He drew a walk and then was immediately erased on a double play. Uh, the game ended pitifully with Miles Straw and Cam Gallagher, two awful hitters, making the final two outs. So Valdez faces the minimum, 93 pitches, a no-hitter. Pathetic performance. By the, by the Guardians, who have now been no-hit five times in the last three seasons, which is crazy. Crazy. As for the trades that the Guardians made, we've talked about the Rosario for Syndergaard deal. By the way, Syndergaard pitched pretty well before getting hurt a couple of nights ago. Uh, but right before the deadline, they trade Aaron Savale. Uh, trade him, they traded him Monday night uh, in, in a deal uh, to the Tampa Bay Rays. They get back uh, a big first base prospect in the deal. It's minor leaguers. I mean, that's what the Guardians have done is just acquire minor league talent uh, in, in all these deals. And in this one, they get uh, first baseman Kyle Manzardo, uh, according to MLB.com, the 37th best prospect, not a ton of power, good at getting on base. Uh, he's in AAA, not having a great season in AAA, but could be in the majors, probably will be. Uh, in the majors la next year, especially with Josh Bell, the bad contract now off the books. Um, Guardians fans very frustrated by this trade. Aaron Saval, uh, teammates frustrated by this trade. This trade was the one that, that says, hey, we're playing for next year, which was obvious. Now, 
could turn out to be a good deal. Manzardo, good prospect. Savali was wildly overachieving in the way he was pitching. Uh, interesting they decided to go for just one top prospect instead of three or four guys. You know, maybe a little lesser level, which is something they've done in the past. Uh, but Kyle Manzardo, hopefully the answer next year for the Guardians, along with Josh Naylor for the first base DH combo, replacing Josh Bell. Bell was traded uh, last night to the Miami, or yesterday afternoon, to the Miami Marlins for Gene Segura, who they immediately released. And in that deal, they get a, a top, another top 50 prospect um, in this trade. And it was it was a fascinating trade because I didn't think that the Guardians would be able to get rid of Josh Bell's contract. He's owed $16 million for next year. Uh, and so they had to take on Gene Segura's contract. They caught him, as I said. He's owed, uh, I believe, $6.5 million for next year. So they've saved about $10 million on this trade. And and I'm not sure why the Marlins did this. I don't think Josh Bell, they ended up trading Garrett Cooper away. I, I just don't buy that Josh Bell is an upgrade from Garrett Cooper. I really don't. And Bell's terrible in the field. He hasn't had a particularly good season. But this is a smart trade for the Guardians. They They saved now. Can they use that money to get better? They haven't. They've been cheap. The owner's been ridiculous the last few years. But they saved money and got a potentially very good prospect kid, an infielder by the name of Khalil Watson. He's 20 years old. He was a first-round pick two years ago by the Marlins. So to get that kid and save money, giving up only Josh Bell, smart move for the Guardians. Uh, let's, let's now let, let's jump to my old stomping grounds, and that's New York, and see what the New York teams did. Uh, I made two predictions before the season on the New York teams. One of my predictions is looking pretty good. The other one of my predictions is looking horrendous. Not looking. It, it was horrendous. Um, and when it comes to the New York teams, we'll get to some other bad predictions too. But I said the Mets would go to the World Series and lose to the Blue Jays. Now, the Blue Jays might get there. I mean, they're 10 games over 500. Uh, as of now, I don't think they will, but they're certainly in the mix. Uh, the Mets, of course, are not going to the World Series. The Mets are the fifth worst team in the National League and the tenth worst, the ninth worst team in all of baseball, which is hard to believe with the largest payroll in the history of the sport. They lost again last night to Kansas City uh, and, and fell to 50 and 56. They're seven games out of a wild card. They're about a thousand game, uh, about a thousand games out of first. And in the last couple of days, they have traded Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Um, I got no problem with either of these trades. It was smart. Now, they essentially bought prospects. In the trade with the Rangers, they get Luis Angel Acuna, uh, Ronald Acuna's brother, of course. Uh, he's not going to be Ronald Acuna. He is a good prospect, not an elite prospect. In the other trade, they got the Astros' two best prospects, Drew Gilbert and uh, Ryan Clifford, again, both very good prospects and not super elite. The bottom line on these two trades is we'll know in two, three years how well the Mets did here. They Because they, did, they traded two good veteran starting pitchers. Neither one was having a great year, but Verlander in particular been pitching well of late. And in return, they got three very good prospects. Now we got to find out to see if they're any good. Mets, made, Mets were very aggressive in selling, uh, something we're not used to seeing from New York teams. 
Uh, they also, in addition to those two big blockbuster trades in which they got rid of Verlander and Scherzer, now they didn't save much money. They essentially paid to get three really good prospects. Uh, but they did make a, a few other deals in addition to what they did there. They traded Tommy Pham to the Diamondbacks for infielder Jeremy Rodriguez. They traded Mark Hanna to the to the Brewers for minor league pitcher Justin Jarvis. They traded David Robertson to the to the uh, Marlins for a couple of prospects, Marco Vargas, a, an infielder, and Ronald Hernandez, a, a catcher. Um, and they also they traded uh, they traded Dominic Leone to the Angels. Uh, I think I got it all covered. The Mets made so many deals. I think I got them all. But uh, yeah, it was the Mets were very active and aggressive. We have no, listen. They traded a, a good amount of talent. Uh, will they? Will those trades pay off? Time will tell. They traded most of the guys we thought they would deal. There was some other, you know, rumblings. Maybe they would trade a couple more relief pitchers, but uh, in the end, they they did trade a bunch of guys and acquired a bunch of minor leaguers. And so we'll see in the end how they did. As for the other New York team, Yankee fans are blo- are 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 losing their mind right now. The Yankees essentially did nothing, and we are not used to the Yankees standing pat at the trade deadline. Remember in 2016, they were sellers. They traded um, Andrew Miller. They traded Araldis Chapman that year. But for the most part, outside of that, I mean, the Yankees are almost always buyers. They rarely stand pat. And yesterday, and just this trade deadline general, they did essentially nothing. They traded with the White Sox uh, to get uh, Keenan Middleton, who's a, a relief pitcher, nothing special. Uh, and they traded for another reliever slash starter by the name of Spencer Howard, who was at one point a, a big prospect with the Phillies, I think. And then he got traded to the the Rangers. And at this point, he's, he's you know, just a guy. But if you look at um, Keenan Middleton, I mean, it, it's this they, they essentially did nothing. The Yankees biggest issue is their lineup. Their lineup's a disaster. They're 29th in the majors with a 229 batting average. Only the A's have a worse team batting average. And it's a team that's like the Mets, built on old players that are going over the cliff. DJ LeMahieu no, is not good that good anymore. Giancarlo Stanton, totally inconsistent. Anthony Rizzo, one of my, my favorite players. He's awful right now. Aaron Judge, I mean, they, they have not much around Aaron Judge. They, they do have Gleyber Torres in a solid season, but the rest of the lineup, obviously Josh Donaldson, disaster. And all they did was get Keenan Middleton, a journeyman relief pitcher who had a 396 ERA, 47 strikeouts in 36 innings. Now, that's good. 16 walks in 36 innings. That's not good. And he's been just a media. He's just been a guy his whole career. So the Yankees made no significant upgrades. They didn't sell, so they're kind of languishing in the middle here. I did p- predict the Yankees would not make the playoffs. I think a lot of people scoffed when I said it. They're in dead last in the American League. They're now only three games over five hundred. Their their rotation is unimpressive. Rodon hasn't been good so far. He's been hurt. Severino is trash. 
Herman had that. Uh, what was it? A perfect game or a no hitter? I can't remember now. I think he pitched a perfect game. But I think it was, but it was against Oakland, which barely counts, and he stinks. I mean, it's Garrett Cole. That's it. Uh, the uh, without Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge are, are, and they don't have much else for such a high payroll. Again, only three games over five hundred now. They're eleven out in the division, and they're three and a half out. They're very much in the wild card mix, but in my opinion, you got five locks for the playoffs, or 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 should I say, five teams that I'd be very surprised if they didn't make the playoffs at this point. Baltimore, Tampa, Texas, Houston, those four teams, unless something weird happens, they were all aggressive. Now, Baltimore should have been more aggressive, in my opinion. Brandon Hyde, the manager of the Orioles, has done a magnificent job. They lost 100 games two years ago. They're 25 games over 500 right now. They're in first place. They got the best record in the American League. Only Atlanta's got a better record. They have nondescript starting pitching. They got a great lineup with a lot of young hitters and a, and a really excellent back of the pen. They did go get Jack Flaherty from St. Louis. It's a nice addition. I would have liked to see the Orioles do more. Uh, Texas, way more aggressive. Texas, I think, if we're going to look at a winner of the trade deadline, it's the Texas Rangers. They were super aggressive. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The, you know that the Texas Rangers are the winner of the deadline. They got Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals. It's probably been better than Flaherty. Plus, they got Scherzer. Plus, they added Chris Stratton to the bullpen. They added Aroldis Chapman to the bullpen. They traded for my old nemesis, Austin Hedges, to be a, a veteran backup catcher, which is smart. Great defensive player. So I would have liked to seen the Orioles be as aggressive. But okay, at least they got one pitcher in Flaherty. I still think... They'll be. Sh- I, I don't think the Orioles are going to do anything in the playoffs because I don't think their starting pitching is good enough. They're pen sensational. But the Orioles are going to the playoffs. The Rays are going to the playoffs. The Rangers and the Astros, unless something weird happens, those four teams are in. And you, and as bad as the AL Central is, you have to have a division winner. So either the, the Twins or the Guardians will win the Central. So that's five teams that are, I'd say, 95% or more to make the playoffs. So that leaves one spot between... Toronto, Boston, the Angels, and the Yankees. Mariners are still there, but they, the, the, I'll, I'll leave them in there. But I, after the trades they made, I think they're probably done. So, yeah, the Yankees could still make the playoffs. Right now, the Blue Jays are the last playoff team. They've dropped three in a row here. They have, not, they have struggled against the Orioles this year. But I, I, I think the – listen, kudos to the Angels um, who said, hey, we're not going down without a fight. We're trying to get better. We want to be in there with Otani. They traded for Giolito in the rotation. They've added there. In the bullpen, they had Ronaldo Lopez and Dominic Leone. In the lineup, they had C.J. Crone and Randall Gritchick. Now, none of those guys are stars. Uh, but they're good players. Dominic Leone's just more of a journeyman, but Ronaldo Lopez has turned into a really good reliever the last couple of years. Giolito's a good starter, and Krohn and Grichik, they're not stars, but they're good, solid, especially Krohn. I like Krohn a lot, but they're, they're good starting players on a lineup. And Mike Trout will be back. I, 
I'd love to see the Angels make the playoffs. I want Otani in the playoffs. I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Angels or the Blue Jays. I don't want their. I'm hoping the Red Sox and the Yankees don't make it. I don't want either of those teams in. Not they, they're boring teams. They're not fun to watch. Let I I want to see. I'd love to see both the Angels and Blue Jays make it. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think one of them are going to get in. And and uh, I do like the Blue Jays rotation. They're getting healthy. They did lose their closer, Romano. Uh, the the Bichette situation uh, is tricky. We'll see how long he's out for. But they did when Bichette goes down. They Toronto got very aggressive, and they went out and traded for Paul DeYoung. He certainly know uh, Bichette, but it was a good move to go get him. They got Jordan Hicks to add for the pen. And Genesis Cabrera, a couple of good relievers. Hicks throws over 100 miles an hour. So you look at the American League, um, the American League East, Toronto aggressive, Tampa Bay goes and gets Savali. Baltimore goes and gets Flaherty. Yankees sat on their hands. Brian Cashman, I've said this before, I'll say it again, is the most overrated GM in the history of sports. He sat on his hands. He did nothing. Now, Maybe the Yankees believe they're not good enough. I said that to Monzo before the show. He's like, they're the Yankees. They can't do that. And that's how every Yankee fan, and Monzo's not even a Yankee fan, but that's how every Yankee fan feels. And the Yankees fans are pissed right now. And I don't blame them. The team's bad. They're boring. They did nothing to improve. Nothing. A journeyman relief pitcher, that's all you do. That's just pathetic. It really is. All right, a couple other things real quick before we wrap up on the trade deadline. Uh, I want to hit on a a few of the trades that I may not have hit on already. Um, And and a few of the teams that may have helped themselves here. In in some of the teams that sold, including the Pirates, made some interesting deals. But... uh, The Pirates did not trade Mitch Keller in the end, which I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they stuck to him and they stuck with David Bednar they probably could have gotten a lot for those guys but it's time to, to try to reestablish something I know they've fallen apart here in the second half but I, I think they got a chance to be competitive next year so I'm glad they kept those two good young players it's bad to see teams dumping every year it's just it's just not good um so they they made they did trade some guys but not guys that are long you know they traded veteran players who are who they they signed to one year contracts like Austin Hedges, Carlos Santana, G Man Choi, Rich Hill. Those guys are not part of their future, and so they got something for those guys. That was a smart move. White Sox at a good trade deadline again. With teams like the White Sox, the Mets, the 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 Pirates, we'll see what they get in return. The Pirates didn't trade anybody great, so they didn't get they they're not likely to get a great return. White Sox traded Jake Berger to the Marlins. Uh, the Nationals traded. This was a, a kind of, you know, the Cubs were a team that we were talking about being one of the big sellers. They they got that. They they won eight in a row, and they've now won. They won last night, so they've won, uh, I think, 10 of their last 14, something like that. They're very much in the mix in the wild card and even in the division. Uh, so they went from sellers to buyers. They they made a, a kind of under-the-radar nice acquisition getting J. Mark Candelario uh, from the Nationals. Uh, he's had a really good year. He's had a big season for them. And his first game with the Cubs yesterday, he went four for five. He's going to play third and first. They traded a couple of, you know, solid prospects to get him from the Nats. 
Uh, so I, I kind of like the Cubs being aggressive and not giving up. Uh, Diamondbacks were another team. It was really interesting. They traded uh, a couple of prospects, including Dominic Canzone and Josh Rojas, who had been in the majors, to the Mariners to get their closer, Paul Seawald. The Mariners, from their perspective, um, both the Mariners and the Diamondbacks had an interesting trade deadline because the Mariners traded their closers, so it makes you think they're selling. And they got, and there was talk of them trading Teoscar Hernandez, but in the end, they did not trade Teoscar Hernandez. And they have a kid named Andres Munoz who was great for them last year, missed a lot of time earlier this season with an injury. I don't think he's a downgrade. So even though they traded their closer and they got some prospects, I said before, you know, it, it felt like they were trying to sell because there was uh, rumors that maybe they would trade Teoscar, maybe they would trade Ty France, but in the end they didn't. They traded their closer, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I was start. I was starting to count them out, but they I don't think they're. They're really a team you should count out. But Seawald helps the Diamondbacks. They get him. He's going to close. And now they. And then they traded away Andrew Chafin, which I don't understand. I don't know why they moved on from him. That seemed like a weird move. Like you. You made an aggressive move to improve your bullpen, and then you traded Chafin. Was it a money thing? I, that was. That was a strange one to me. But I like the move to get Seawald. Uh, White Sox, in addition to trading Jake Berger, also shipped uh, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly uh, to the Dodgers. Dodgers weren't, they didn't make any huge moves. There was rumors that they were going to maybe at the last minute get Dylan Cease, but they were connected to to Verlander and Scherzer at one point, but they get Lance Lynn, they get Joe Kelly. You know, Lance Lynn hasn't pitched well. Wouldn't surprise me if he pitched better down the stretch um, for the Dodgers. Padres got Rich Hill and G-Man Choi. I'm not sure what the Padres are doing. They're under 500. They haven't been very good. And, and they, they acquired veterans, gave up prospects for two marginal playing veterans. It was just kind of a weird, weird trade to me. I, I didn't really get that one. They also acquired Garrett Cooper and traded a good pitching prospect in Ryan Weathers. Now, he hasn't done much in the majors to this point, but it was a weird. I don't know. I, I just don't understand what the Padres are doing. If they were going to go for it, they should have gone stronger. Well, they did get, you know. Now that I think about it, they got Scott Barlow, but again, he's he, he's a solid closer on a bad team, but he's not closing for them. So they made they traded away some decent prospects and got a good reliever in Scott Barlow and, and some, you know, a couple of decent hitters and Garrett Cooper and G-Man Choi, but and a an okay, you know, serviceable back end starter in Rich Hill. But they're under 500 and made these moves for like mediocre players. Again, Barlow's good, but I just didn't understand that. Giants acquired A.J. Pollock in a minor move. That's about it. It was an exciting trade deadline. Uh, clearly, the Rangers, to me, are the biggest winner on paper. Now we'll see how it works on the field the last two months. Back with the NFL previews, coming with the AFC South on Friday's podcast. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. I'll see you next time. The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.